This is the Influencers Network Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Craig. I'm the Executive Director for Influencers Global Ministries out of Bentonville, Arkansas. I am not in Bentonville, Arkansas. I am in beautiful Bakersfield, California. And uh, I'm at the Bakersfield Christian High School. Uh, It's kind of a cool thing that I get to be at this event where a quarterback, NFL quarterback Derek Carr is going to be addressing the students tonight and giving a special message as part of their praise night tonight. So uh, it's kind of cool that we're going to get to be part of seeing uh, some people come to the Lord tonight, I think. But uh, I'm with uh, with a dear journey brother of mine, John Vasquez. Welcome, John. Thank you for having me. You bet. Yeah, John and I met, and we met in Costa Rica a few yes. years back on a trip when we were part of bringing the journey to Costa Rica and all that. And we were out there, you know, ministering and visiting with Henry and Eugenia and all the people down there. So, um, so yeah, so John uh, lives here in Bakersfield, and I, I wanted you guys to hear John's story and and hear more about how um, God is using the journey in Spanish. And uh, so, John, why don't you... Tell a little bit about yourself and how you got hooked up with influencers for starters, I guess. So real quick uh, testimony of mine. I was, I'm a Peruvian uh, born in the United States first generation. My parents met at uh, Sundays of God school in Peru and back in the late 1970s. And so I was just, uh, you know, introduced to the gospel real young age. I went to church a lot. My dad was a missionary, so I went to all different churches. And early on, I knew that what the Bible taught me um, was something that I needed as a man. Um, But throughout that process, I grew up in the Spanish church and I grew up in the Spanish church and um, in the United States, in the United States. Yeah. Going to Spanish congregations. And uh, there was something different that I was seeing and experiencing in the Spanish church than what I was reading in the Bible. My dad early on bought me a, um, those comic Bibles, oh, yeah. you know, and I yeah. love reading those things, but I must've read that thing maybe like five or 10 times, all the stories and, 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 and colors. And so as I started going to these Spanish churches and trying to connect, I connected well in the Sunday school with people my age and, you know, English. But when I started to, con- as I got older, connect with the older crowd, there was a disconnect. There was like a cultural disconnect. Um, there was a scripture early on that impacted my life with James that says, confess your sins to one another. Mm-hmm. And I had experienced once that where I try to share a, a struggle or a problem that I had with a brother of the church. And um, he didn't know how to take what I was sharing with him. Mm-hmm. And he avoided me uh, after that for a while. And that really mm. scarred me yeah. early on in, in church and ministry. And I, that moment, decided never to share that piece of my life, you know, with anybody again. But mm. I knew I wanted to serve the Lord. I wanted to be in the ministry. So with that thing in my heart hidden, you know, and boxed away, I, I got involved in ministry. And part of my story is I've been the prodigal son a couple of times in ministry. I know God had called me to 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 serve him at an early age. Um, but it wasn't until I moved to Bakersfield where I sensed from the Lord that God wanted to heal those wounds that I had experienced at a church, you know. Mm. And uh, I found the influencers ministry when I was transitioning from one church to another, another Hispanic church. Um, I had finally got to the point where I wanted to open up to my senior pastor. He was 
an American missionary that came uh, from Venezuela. So he knew he knew the 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 the, the culture that I was uh, growing up here in the United States. But he connected with the Spanish people. But he passed away, and that transition was pretty hard. And it was in 2017 where I said, you know what, I need to find a men's. I needed to find a church that had a strong man's presence because through all my life, I couldn't, there was a mentorship, a discipleship that I was lacking, mm-hmm. that I was looking for. Right. And that's how I got introduced to the journey. I was at work one day and there was a coworker of mine who said, hey, there's this Bible study uh, happening or there's a study group that's new to our church that is happening and, um, you know, you're welcome to come. And I go, what, when, when is it? Mondays. Uh, what time? Uh, like I thought at six o'clock and he, he invited me in August and you know what happens on Monday night in August <laughs> it's football, my, starts. Monday, football started so at that point I kind of was discouraged with the church and I didn't want to do with it I said, you know what thank you thanks but no thanks I'll pass but something spurred my curiosity and I went to the influencers website because he had a brochure and I looked it up and I looked at the, the statement of belief and everything they did I was like you know what that looks like something I've been looking for most of my Christian walk mm. let me go check it out the next day, I told him, hey, uh, can I invite anybody over? He goes, yeah, you can invite whoever you want. And I was like, all right, let me invite. So on that Monday, Mike's Monday night, I brought 12 people. Oh, wow. <laughs> Your first time. My first time, we're 12 people. I'm kind of known for that. And uh, ever since I encountered the journey, I mean, we, they, they, we say that it's not a Bible study, but we study the Bible. Right. And I was able to hear, I mean, men opening up, men sharing stories that, and struggles and, and, and things that they had been fighting all their life. And it reminded me when I was in my early 20s. And I was like, man, I am not alone. I am not different. There's nothing wrong with me. Uh, God. And I, immediately I felt this, this love, this presence. I was with this uh, influencer named Franco Bezenais. And I know oh, yeah. he's been a guest of the podcast as well. <laughs> and he is just a loving guy. He hugs everybody. So he was my first uh, journey guide. Mm. And... Um, Man, uh, that ministry changed me a lot. And ever since then, I've been in the journey five times now. And it's just begun to heal deep wounds in my heart that were caused by church leaders and ministries. And and, and, and I've, I've, early on in my walk, I was like, you know what? It's not God's fault. Yeah. We're human. We're going to make mistakes. Mm-hmm. And uh, But church wounds are hard to heal from. Yeah. And so after I went through the journey a few times, I'm like, you know what? I need to bring this to my Spanish brothers because some of the, the deepest hurts were caused by them unintentionally because there's a strong machismo culture, you know, that men don't talk about their feelings or share about feelings. And not just Hispanic men, uh, men in general, but it's more stronger. It's like a, like a, like a harder thing to break through. Is the- that in all Spanish cultures, pretty much, that you've experienced? Yes. Is it? Okay. Yes, mostly all cultures. So I'm Peruvian. I was raised with Mexicans uh, here in California because there's a lot of uh, my Mexican brothers. But then I've been having a chance to visit Honduras and different countries in in, in, in my uh, opportun- ministry opportunities. And I do sense this whole this strong machismo culture there. Where, where do you think that comes from? I think it comes from it, – it's rooted in pride. That the man has to be the provider, has to be the one that carries his family on his back. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that's where he gets his validation from, from being the provider, being the strong one in the family. Mm-hmm. And a strong man doesn't show their emotions. Yeah. Yeah. And Jesus is saying, come to me and surrender. Surrender yes. your rights to yourself and, and all that. And then, yes. and, you know, that's hard for a, a man to, 
stomach, I guess. Right. right? Like it feels like a sign of weakness. Right? Yes. Okay. Yes. Yes. And uh, so, yeah, so I can see where that, that would be a kind of a conflict, right? Until they realize that when you're weak, you're strong, right? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so that birthed in my heart about a few years um, into my journey walk. And then I met an influencer named uh, Ron Froelich. Yeah. Um, who heard my heart for the Spanish people. And um, he had begun to work in Costa Rica. And so he said, hey, John, I, wanna, I want you to come to Costa Rica and see what they're doing there with the Spanish journey and kind of like, you know, maybe share some ideas. And uh, in 2019, um, I went to Costa Rica and uh, that's where I met you yeah. and Brother Rocky and Brother Henry. And after that, you know, it, it, COVID happened. And uh -huh. so that kind of, you know, um, put, I guess, a little pause. But I, I believe God was doing something behind the scenes like he always does. Um, and uh, last year, um, you know, I went to nationals. I think it was 2021. 2021, I went to... Um, to our Global Summit. Yeah. Global Summit, yes. Yeah. Global Summit in Oklahoma. And I kept on sharing about the Spanish journey with the hopes of somebody else to do it. <laughs> because for me, it felt like I wasn't qualified to do something like that. Because um, even though I speak Spanish, it's not my first language. And I felt somebody with that's more natural to it. Somebody that, that maybe comes from uh, the countries that my, our families immigrate from. And um, in one of those talks, uh, uh, Henry Schaefer, I don't, I don't know if he's been on the podcast, but uh, he said, John, I think you're the guy. Mm. And I felt since that day, the Lord confirmed me and that was in 2021. And I was just praying on it, asking the Lord for direction. And uh, this last August, we opened up our first uh, junior group in Spanish here in Bakersfield. So did you actively seek out these guys or you prayed for God to bring you guys or how did you do that? So I prayed and I talked about it and whoever uh, it's like, you know, the, the, the seed that goes into the soil, whoever it, it resonated with and they felt like a burden or a passion for it. They followed up with me and talked. Those are the men that I continue to, to, to share about the junior vision and in, uh, in Spanish, but those who kind of heard it and never followed up with me, I'm like, okay, they're not interested, yeah. but God, uh, and then I did some shoulder tapping, you know, uh -huh. in, uh, journey influence ministries, uh, uh -huh. the, the best shoulder tapping ministry there is. <laughs> Hey, Jesus taught us how to do that. Yeah, right? he, he did. He, he was the first shoulder tapper. He was the first shoulder tapper. So um, we started with um, uh, six guides and co-guides who were had gone through the journey before they were bilingual. Uh -huh. um, and then um, we invited a couple of guys. And um, it, it started a little bit slowly, you know, the beginning of the year. But just a few weeks ago, um, there's been like this shift where some new men are just coming by invitation. And uh, we, we started with, with nine and we last week had 15. And uh, those men that are coming to our journey groups are saying, there's something different about this group. Um, I just, just sense the love that you have for one another and the way you talk and share and encourage one another. It makes me feel safe so I can open up this hurt that I have in my heart. Yeah. It's been great. So you're already seeing it. So I'm already seeing it. So these are bilingual men. So they both. So at the beginning, bilingual men. Now I'm having just solely 
Spanish speaking men. Spanish only. Okay. Only only Spanish. And, and all the meetings are in Spanish. And all the meetings are Spanish. Oh, so wow. we, we we meet with a, a a different church. We meet with a, a we we come together with our, our, our brothers from uh, they do an English journey group. Mm-hmm. I translate for the most part. I translate the nugget. I translate the announcements, and then we break off into our Spanish group and our our English group. Yeah, because at Bakersfield, you guys do large gatherings and then break into your yes. journey groups. Yeah. Yes. So yeah, yes. which is kind of unique model. Well, yeah, and I wanted to, I wanted to say that a little bit of history. You know, so I did the first journey group for me in Tulsa in 2006, mm. and then in 2007-ish time frame, one of the guys in my original journey group had a heart to bring it to Peru, wow. to Pucallpa, Peru. There's a church that uh, his church, and I actually went to that same church at the time, had a, uh, there was a missionary church down there. And so he, uh, some guys who had a heart for it, helped fund it and all that, and we got it translated. So the original translators were Peruvian, wow. Peruvian translators. Um, but that was the, some of the older material, and you know we've some of the things have been added, some books, and and we've redone the manual a little bit and all that. So, so then other books had to be translated, and then we had someone in Sacramento did one, someone in Costa Rica did one. So it was kind of a hodgepodge of Spanish dialects and translations. So, so we've been working, as you know, John, uh, just to tell our listening audience, we've been working on getting it all into a uniform translation that that is supposed to be you know one where any no matter where you're from in the world and you speak spanish you should be able to kind of acquiesce to it i don't know and i think that's one of the key things that we got we i was able to share with you and brother rock in 2019 about the, the having a universal spanish because i don't know if a lot of your listeners know but Spanish throughout the Americas uh, change. It, it, certain words change, certain cadence, certain meanings. And so just having a universal Spanish is key, you mm-hmm. know, for, for the material. But it's been good for us, you know, though. And, and, and you know what? Because you're using the older material. Yeah, I'm right? using yeah. the older material. Yeah. But like we say, it's even though we're guys and co-guys, it's the Holy Spirit who ends up leading the group. Mm-hmm. And it has been no different with us in the Spanish. You know, mm-hmm. we just are there to help facilitate, help our, our time together. But we just seen the Holy Spirit just just take over mm-hmm. and give us the understanding that we need and, 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 and the essence of what the DNA of the uh, journey uh, material is, you know, yeah. even in Spanish. Because I've gone through it in English four times. Mm-hmm. And so this is my fifth time going in Spanish. Oh, wow. DNA well, same. I remember I remember us having conversations in the early days of will this translate like the Gabe story and then mm. just all that stuff. Will yeah. it translate into Spanish? Would Spanish readers be able to understand it? And I remember hearing a story that there was a guy at this church in Pucallpa who went home to visit his parents in Lima, mm. which is the coastal town. And uh, and he had the journey to the inner chamber in Spanish with him. And he left it on the coffee table and his mother um, found it and she started reading it. And supposedly she just all of a sudden realized she didn't have a relationship with Jesus and got on her knees and asked Jesus into her heart. Just reading that little right. allegory, the journey of the chamber, it was like amazing story. So we said, yes, this works, you know. So um, so we're hoping, you know, we're, we're going to get this done in the, the universal deal. It should be done in the next couple months yes. and we're going to get it printed. Uh, we're going to get at least a thousand copies of everything printed in the U.S. for people like yourself because mm. you plan to get this thing going spreading, right? I oh, mean, yes. I mean, we're already getting ready uh, for next season, which starts here in August. We go from school year to school year here in uh, uh-huh. Bakersfield. Um, but I'm also happy that um, there's other states opening up their own Spanish junior groups. We have a, so when we went to uh, the global summit, uh, mm-hmm. we met some influencers that were Spanish speaking. 
and we unofficially dubbed ourselves the first uh, Latin American uh, committee. Uh-huh. And uh, one of them is Brother Carlos uh, from Alfonso. Yeah. Alfonso Carlos from uh, 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 Tulsa. Tulsa. Uh-huh. Tulsa. And he just opened up his uh, Spanish group uh, a few weeks ago. Yeah. So we we're part of a WhatsApp text uh, group because as Latinos, we use a lot of WhatsApp. And that's how we say it, the WhatsApp. <laughs> <laughs> and so we he, we periodically encourage one another. And uh, yeah, he just shares some pictures on his uh, Facebook and social media, which is a great tool to, for us to kind of share, you know, the groups that are, are happening and, and, and the encouragement. I mean, I've connected through a lot of my influencers, brothers, through social media. You know, I was I was in Tulsa before I moved over to, to join in the global office, but, um, I had had a meeting. There was a pastor there that was a Hispanic pastor and he wanted to bring the journey to, to Hispanic churches. It's kind of like what you're doing in mm-hmm. a sense. But, um, so I remember sitting, had a meeting with all these Hispanic pastors from different churches in Tulsa and, uh, and just try, and I was just doing my best to explain what the journey is and, you know, a little bit of our theology and all that. And, uh, and I, you know, it was weird because they, they just didn't, they didn't know me. Mm. So they just didn't trust it, mm. you know, and, and it, if they're very protective of their, their flock. Yes. And, and I think in the Hispanic culture, and I've seen this also in some African-American churches too, if the pastor doesn't give it this, the blessing, right. the men won't be able to do it. Exactly. I mean, maybe they could do it outside of their church in a, in a marketplace group or something, mm-hmm. but is that, have you found that or seen that? So in Bakersfield is a little bit unique. Um, Bakersfield is known as the Bible Belt of California. Okay. There's a lot of churches here. Yeah. Uh, in the Spanish church, there's a, it seems to be a little bit more on the progressive, like, you know, having, especially the larger churches, they're okay with uh, men going to other men's breakfast and things like that. So it's a little bit different, but the smaller churches, the smaller size churches, those are the ones like, the hundred people and less. Yeah, those are the ones that are more protective because I think they feel like, oh, are you going to pull my men from my church to whatever church you're going to? Right. But this right. ministry, what I've learned about, we don't want anything. We don't want to take it. We want to come alongside you, yeah, and we want, right. you know, how, how can we help you walk in, in 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 the purpose that God has called you to walk in? And and for me, like all the men in my Spanish group, they're actively involved in their church. They just want more men from their church to come over and then get more involved with their church. You know, it's just like there's something about this ministry that it's, I think, grassroots discipleship, Uh you know, Uh that you're just like you're going back to the basics. Yeah. You know, and and, uh, somebody was saying that uh, kind of like uh, the new Jesus Revolution movie. Uh (laughs) We're uh, we're hippies. We're we're Christian hippies. We are. Yeah, we're a little strange. (laughs) We're a little strange in what we do, and so, but there's nothing wrong with that, you know. And uh, but I think there, I think there is a shift happening in in the church in America, and especially in the Hispanic church. And the the Holy Spirit is gonna is is is, is, transcends languages Mm -hmm. and culture. Mm -hmm. So I believe that the Holy Spirit is awakening a lot of the um, churches across the ethnicity line to to wake up, Mm -hmm. to rise up, to um, have the men, you know, uh, find their purpose and their identity in Jesus Christ. Mm. If pastors only knew what I, what you and I have seen Mm. when the, when people start abiding in Christ, when men start abiding in Christ and falling in love with Jesus, they become better church members. They, they tithe more, they they serve more. They'll do anything you want them to do. Exactly. They're all in, you know? Yeah. They're like sold out for Jesus. And then they're just like, okay, we need to get more men to be self eaters, you know, abide in the Lord. We need, we need uh, the men to activate. 
Yeah, you know? that's right. Yeah. 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 You and I've seen it. Yeah. Well, seen um, it. well I wanted to, I, I'm glad you're better for Ron Froelich because that's mm. part of the reason I'm here yes. is for Ron's funeral. And we, mm. we lost our dear brother a couple yes. weeks ago yes. and uh, they're doing the memorial service tomorrow. Mm -hmm. And I talk a little bit about your relationship with Ron and, and what he's meant to you. So uh, I met him about five years ago at Soli Business. Okay. And that's something that's uh, part of uh, what we do here in, in, in Bakersfield. And uh, it's a weekend retreat that says, yeah, it's, we've talked about it on the podcast before, mm -hmm. but it's a, it started in Atlanta mm -hmm. and it's a great 48 hour encounter with intimacy with Jesus. Right. That whets your appetite to want right. to go deeper, right? I, yeah. I call this journey on steroids in a way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that yeah. it gets you the whole intimacy, like the group starts. Well, I don't want to talk much about Soli, but, you know, it's, 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 uh, it's where I met Brother Ron. Uh, there wouldn't be no solely business if it wasn't for him, for what he did. He, he, the Lord changed his life. And then he sent some men, some journeymen, uh, from here, from Bakersfield to Atlanta, and they brought back solely. And Not so I think, some, it was like a hundred. Oh yeah. <laughs> over, uh, over a couple of years. Over a couple of years and a yeah. hundred men. And I think it was the fourth or fifth solely where that I went to. And I met Ron Froelich outside and he just encouraged me and I just met this man and he was a humble man, loved the Lord, loved Jesus. And then when I came down the mountain, I found out he was a very influential man here in Bakersfield. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, you, like the Froelich name is known. I, I mean, unknown to me. But then after that, he at, he I continued to see him in these uh, journey events. And that's when he heard about um, he actually uh, helped me to send me to Soto uh, in twenty. 18, I believe it was, you know, he, he sent me there and I met there. He heard me talk about, uh, oh, was it 2019? 19. 2019. Yeah. 2019, uh -huh. 2019 to the Global Summit in Soto, um, Shepherd of the Ozarks. And um, he heard about me in Spanish, how the, this desire to bring in Spanish. And then he sent me to Costa Rica. And then um, he had always, he had a heart for the Spanish culture and people. And so there wouldn't be, I believe here in Bakersfield, there wouldn't be a Spanish journey group without brother Ron Froelich. And that's mm -hmm. part of his legacy. Um, I got to saw him uh, November of last year and we were, we, we were still talking about, you know, Spanish group and how he wanted to send me to um, Costa Rica to do solely there and how he wanted to provide materials for, for the Spanish group. And then, you know, um, he went to be with the Lord um, and I was talking to Pastor Henry Gutierrez, who me and him both know Brother Ron very intimately. There's a mantle that's been passed on from him. Part of his legacy is going to live through us, yeah. you know, because right. uh, there's uh, there's such a need for ambassadors of the kingdom. And I mean, we're living in those times where God is moving. Yeah. He's just moving. And um, this is a burden I'm willing to carry. I understand the scripture now where it says to take off our burdens that the world gives us and put on the Lord's burden. Because that is light. Mm -hmm. And I enjoy this burden that I'm carrying for the Spanish ministry. Yeah. For the Spanish journey. Influencers yeah. Because of what brother Ron Froelich was able to, you know, believe in, 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 the, in, in, in the calling that God had put in on my life. And he just sparked the flyer and flamed the fire. And I know uh, Rocky is doing a tour called Fanning Fan the Flame. Fanning the Flame, you uh -huh. know. Yeah. yeah. And Ron did that with you. That's right. And, yes, and Ron did, did it with him. Henry and, in Costa Rica. Uh, yeah. so, and then one other thing I'll say about Ron, that Brother Ron was my Gabe. He was your Gabe. He was my Gabe. Wow. We didn't meet every day and talk every day, but just the days, the moments that I get to spend with him and how – dedicated he was to the Lord and the things that he shared with me were so impactful that, that I can only say he was, he was my gate. Mm. 
Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, and you and I and have seen uh, Ron and Marianne and yes. their, their love for the Costa Rican people, mm-hmm. especially the, especially some of these impoverished yes. pastors that are yes. ministering in the barrio. Yeah. Like they're dirt poor. No walls under church, just a roof and that's it. Oh, yeah. And, but these people love the Lord. Yes. And uh, Henry Henry is a great pastor to the pastors. Mm-hmm. But Ron and Marianne have just, you know, really empowered him to do that and fan his flame. Over yes, there, you know? exactly. So you and I got to go visit some of those churches, which is we'll never forget. No. So my wife got to see it last summer. We went back and she got to see some. She never seen anything like that before. So, uh, yeah, so it's awesome. Well, um, I'm excited to see, you know, this is it, it's so weird because we we translated all that stuff back in 2007 or whatever. Mm. And it's set on the shelf and gathered dust because of the church in Pucallpa never ended up doing the journey. Really? Yeah. So the Spanish curriculum set in our warehouse for years until God's timing. And and <laughs> wow. the spark happened, really was Costa Rica, I think, right. and Ron. And that's really what started this whole thing. And now, and then everyone's now sharing it with their people where they live because there's huge Hispanic populations. All and over it's in Colombia too now, right? Yeah, Colombia. That's right. Hyder yeah. uh, is down Columbia. there doing yeah. that. Yeah. And and then lots of places around uh, Latin America, like especially with connections from Carlos and mm-hmm. Jaime and some of the guys in Tulsa. So, you know, who would have thought it would have to start internationally to get back here, you know? <laughs> right. I, I guess I wouldn't because there's I know there's a large Hispanic population all over the United States now. There is. You know? um, even where we live, you know. And so so we're praying about how to how to start it where we live, you know. And uh, I don't know if you have any advice. I mean, do you just start building relationships with with people that of, that are in that culture, I guess? Maybe? Yeah. Uh, so we just today we went to Tehachapi to uh, encourage a Tehachapi champion. And so it, it, it has to be uh, someone who has been impacted by the ministry and has a burden to bring it to the culture where they came from. We, uh, um, like I said, I was kept on talking about it, hoping that somebody else would do it, but honestly it was for me. Yeah. And so what I would encourage, um, uh, men and, and, and pastors and leaders and guides and co-guides in different areas. If you feel a, uh, uh, that this is something that you need to take to maybe a co-worker that's going through something that doesn't speak English, but you just is broken, he's the Lord, and you just have this burden or passion, that's pretty good education the Lord may want you to carry, take uh, the journey to them. Um, you don't have to speak perfect uh, Spanish, like mm-hmm. I don't. Um because God will, will will give you the words to articulate. And, you know, of course, as, as you start doing a Spanish group, you're, you'll get a little bit better at it. I mean, I go to a Spanish church. I've actually so I, I started going to the English service. But because of my journey group, I started attending the Spanish service. That way I could, you know, refresh my 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 uh, use of, of, of the language. Uh-huh. But I would definitely encourage tap on people's shoulders and maybe do, through this podcast, God is putting something in your heart. Mm-hmm. You know, to take this uh, to this uh, to this our Spanish brothers and sisters. So um, I'm also available through social media. They want to find me um, yeah. to encourage them. And then I know we're we have a global kind of like we have a what we call an international task force. Task force so yes. they're, they're just they're uh, they're overseeing as we translate it into new languages mm-hmm. and how we get uh, you know production, get them printed, yes. how we get them shipped, all that kind of stuff, and looking at the new opportunities and and virtual groups is is one way to right. do that as well because people in other countries approach us and we they need to go through it first experience yes. it, you know yes so, definitely have to go through through it um and and don't be discouraged if a pastor is not on board 100% with it because pastors are a little bit different that way 
but once they hear the buzz and they, they their curiosity peaks, then you know it's all in God's timing. Well, and I love it now because if I if I met somebody who maybe spoke somewhat English, but Spanish was their first language right. and they were interested, I could have them call you mm-hmm. or Henry. You know, I've, yeah. I've got resources. I've right. people I know they can talk to you. You could tell them more about it in their own language and exactly. all that. And probably maybe help me get a group started here. You know, I'm, 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 let's go. Cause, let's cause you it. can coach them over Zoom, Zoom. or yeah, whatever. With technology yeah. now that gives us an avenue to be anywhere. Yeah. Except yeah. for the time difference, it may be a little bit challenging, but we'll but make it can, work. It can, it can happen. It can yeah. happen. Yeah. Yeah. So, and you know, rather than knocking all the doors of all the Hispanic churches, I think we better just start praying and ask right. God to raise up people around us that we have access to. And that's how I've seen this ministry grow. It's like not, they will come. Yeah. They, they, they will come. We don't need to go. We just can continue to be faithful in what the little that the Lord has gave us to do. Mm-hmm. And then during time, God will start opening these doors. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. It's the same in, in uh, just the normal churches. I oh, mean, you of know, course. We've, we've never done that. I mean, it, no, it wouldn't work. It, no, it would It, it has get, to be spirit get so much stuff. Yeah. You know, they get, everybody's coming to them with yeah. the programmer. It has to be spirit led. Definitely for sure. But yeah. I'll be definitely praying for this uh, ministry to continue growing. I do believe there's a uh, a shift and 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 and, and um, there's just been a push that the Holy Spirit is just guiding you know people of this. And I'm excited to be part of it. We're pioneers in yeah. the new uh, español. Eh, los hermanos de español que estamos usando el el el, el material del viaje. Oh, I love it. I love it. It's like a whole new branch of the ministry. Yes, it, it is. It's a branch. That's, it is that's happening. It's so, exciting. It's awesome. amazing. Well, great. Well, so if anybody's interested, they can uh, go to our website. Mm-hmm. Just contact us, and then I'll, I'll get them in contact with you if, if they're interested and want to know more about how to get it going or whatever. So this is going to be exciting. Yes, I'm, yeah. I'm ready. I mean, today, a little bit of my day, we have Pastor Henry here in Bakersfield, and we've met with pastors this morning to share about a little bit of the vision. We've gone to Tehachapi, you know, to visit with some champions. We're going to have about to have dinner in about an hour with some Bakersfield champions, and I have not let that brother rest. He's actually right now meeting with a different church <laughs> pastor, so <laughs> tapping shoulders. You're going to go to Sully Business this weekend? Oh, rest, right? going, yeah. <laughs> yes. And the cold snow, we're going to solely wisdom the weekend. But yeah. it's 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 a good burden. It's a good tired when you're working for the Lord. Oh yeah. It's yeah. always rewarding. Well, and and just one last thing of what you said, you know, whenever God puts a burden on your heart and you're just going, doesn't anyone else see this? Right. It's always because he wants you to see it. You're the one, you know, and you're a great example of that. So hey, thank you for your leadership and your heart and uh Man, I'm glad to be partnered with you. So. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you for your time, brother. Yeah, Ryan. yeah, you bet. All right. Well, that was John Vasquez uh, from Bakersfield, California area. And uh, again, if you want to talk to John more about what he's doing and see if he can help you uh, reach the uh, Spanish community where you live, uh, just go to our website, influencers.org, and just hit the contact form, and, and you'll we'll make sure you guys get connected. So uh, anyway, this has been the Influencers Network Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Craig, and uh, we've got other podcast episodes on influencers.org or wherever you stream your podcasts. We also recently did a journey podcast series where we did every session of the journey with, and I interviewed key leaders in the ministry and we have a special page for that. If you go to our podcast page, you'll see the link to that. Uh, and a lot of people have been asking me about that. So uh, check that out as well. So um, also uh, if you want some influencers merchandise, uh, we have a sale going on for one week only. So uh, be sure and uh, check out our website to find the link to that that uh, the sale ends next Monday. So you might want to jump in on that too. And, uh, and it, it's a great conversation starter for people who are going to what's influencers. And next thing you know, you can invite them to the journey. So uh, anyway, again, this has been the influencers network podcast. I'm Brian Craig, executive director for influencers, global ministries. And I'm going to keep encouraging you to abide in Christ and go make disciples. God bless you. And don't let
this means.